Rabbi Yudin is in Israel. He's in the Holy Land. A wonderful opportunity for us to hear from uh, Rabbi Yudin in uh, Israel uh, as we approach Tisha B'Av on this Erev Shabbos Chazon. This time each and every uh, Friday morning, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. And for those here, it's good afternoon. And I happen to be in Ramatishko in Yerushalayim. And I know you've heard this from me before, but I've got to tell you, I never cease to be impressed by the fact that we have Shabbos, they have Shabbos. Shabbos is universal. However, they have Erev Shabbos. Literally, not only are all the stores closed, you can feel the Erev Shabbos in the streets. You feel it when you see popping up on all corners, the sale of flowers, and you can feel the Shabbat Shalom for those that are Baruch Hashem observant and keeping it, and even those that are not yet understand and appreciate Shabbos is coming. This week, we have the privilege of starting the fifth book of the Torah, which I hope to talk about a little bit later, Sefer Devarim, and according to the there are two mitzvahs found in the book of Tashas Devarim, both dealing with the appointment of judges. I'm going to begin, unfortunately, sadly, with the review of the laws of Tisha B'Av, which unfortunately is coming Monday night, and then afterwards try to share a quick concept from Pashas and Sefer Devarim. So we begin with this Monday afternoon after mid the day. The rabbis were so sensitive to Tisha B'Av, and they said that since you're not permitted to study Torah on Tisha B'Av, because as we know, the Kudi Hashem Yishor and the Samchei Leiv, Torah literally gives us this joy, and if it doesn't yet, then that's part of Tisha B'Av, that we are not really connected to our Torah and to the Beis Amigash, unfortunately, which every time, think about it, we finish every Shemona Esrei. Shibana Beis Hamidrash, B'nei B'yaminu, B'sein Chalkeinu B'sora Secha. And give us our share in Torah. What does Torah have to do with the Beis Hamidrash? But the answer is that the Beis Hamidrash afforded and gave us greater understanding, greater wisdom, greater perspective. And this was in all areas, and especially in the area of Torah. So therefore, the rabbis tell us that even one's learning this coming Monday afternoon should be geared towards those things which are permitted on Tisha B'Av, such as the Lord of Tisha B'Av, etc. Tachanun is not said on Tisha B'Av, as well as even already this Monday afternoon at Mincha. And the reason for this is so exciting. Kara Olay Moed, we look upon Tisha B'Av that someday, as the Nabi Zechariah promised us, it will be a holiday. And therefore, a holiday, we don't say Tachanun, prior to a holiday. Understand 
that we have this coming Monday afternoon prior to the fast, the Su'uda Hamat Sekes, literally the final meal before the fast, which is eaten any time after mid the day this coming Monday until sunset when the fast begins. And preferably, when you first eat a regular meal, recite the Kasamazon. If you can, Dabin Mincha, and then upon returning from Mincha, you have your Sudam of Sekes. If you don't have that opportunity, after you've benched, after you've completed the first meal, you will wash and have a separate meal before the fast called the Sudam of Sekes. Three or more men should not eat this meal together in order not to require a zimun. And if three or more did eat together, still the zimun is omitted and not recited. The meal should be eaten sitting on the ground while wearing regular leather shoes. After the meal, one can still sit on a chair until sunset. Interestingly, at this meal, we're not to have Shnei Tavshilin. And just as the Pesach Seder, the Seder plate is special because it has two cooked foods on it, here one is not to have two cooked foods at this meal. Certainly among Ashkenazim, our practice is to eat a hard-boiled egg at this meal and a piece of bread and many have the custom of dipping either the egg or the bread in ashes at this meal. Tea or coffee as well can be consumed, and raw vegetables and fruit as well can be eaten at this meal. Uh, not only obviously, and interestingly, from the Talmud, the only time we couldn't have meat and wine is at this meal. Um, we know our practice is that Ashkenazim have not been eating meat from Rosh Chodesh, except for Shabbos, and please God, um, you know, Friday as well, do not eat meat this coming Sunday and Monday. And even beer and whiskey and other alcoholic beverages should not be consumed during the Sudan of Sekes. Uh, during this meal, right, uh, I mentioned some bread dipped in ashes and uh, a cold, hard-boiled egg. And um, if one plans to begin the fast at the conclusion of the meal, then all the laws of Tishadah apply, except for the wearing of leather shoes. And if one does not wish to accept the laws of Tishadah immediately after the meal, for example, they want to brush their teeth, etc., it is advisable for the person to explicitly say, or at least think in his mind, that to make this condition prior to the end of the meal, that they're not taking on um, the fast until close to Shkia, close to sunset. Just one reminder, when it comes to this Shabbos, there are no restrictions of wine and meat, even if one wanted to have wine and meat for Shalosh Udos, not a problem. The only issue is for Hagdala. Ideally, a young child, uh, between, let's say, approximately six and nine, if you have that, should be able to 
drink the wine from Havdalah. If not, if there is no young child present, then by all means you can drink the wine of Havdalah. Now, getting to Tisha B'Av, the laws of Tisha B'Av begin at Shkia sunset on this coming Monday evening, and they continue to face HaKol Chodim until nightfall, which is 50 minutes after sunset on this coming Tuesday. And, like Yom Kippur, you have the five restrictions. One, eating and drinking. Two, washing one's body. Three, marital relations. Four, lotions and cosmetics. And five, leather shoes. Now, there are two nights during the year that the mikvah is closed, and they are the nights of Tisha B'Av and Yom Kippur. A woman who will be going to the mikvah after Yom Kippur can do her preparation, please God, this Monday. Rinsing one's mouth or using mouthwash is not permitted on Tisha B'Av. And a pregnant woman or nursing woman should also fast. If she runs into any difficulty, consult your rabbi, but the answer is no heroics. A sick person does not have to fast. A woman who gave birth during the past 30 days is not obligated to fast. And in terms of washing, here we go. No washing on Tish Abba'av except upon arising in the morning as we wash every day with a cup, that which is known Negovasa, literally Serugin, right, left, right, left, right, left. We do this as well, but we do it only until the knuckles. We then take, shake the water out of your hands, use the wetness of the water in your hands to rub your eyes and to remove whatever impurity has gathered there during the night. You are permitted, however, to wash either yourself or anybody else if they've gotten dirty. If you need to take care of the young child, understandably, if you've gotten some ink on yourself, what is prohibited is some kind of pleasure washing is prohibited. Before a person dabbles, they can wash their hands once again up until the knuckles. And after using the restroom, the bathroom, by all means, you wash until the knuckles. And if a person has to prepare food for children, etc., you can wash the food, the vegetables, etc., Accordingly, the usual way. Now, if one has to eat on Tisha B'Av, they and they're having bread, they would wash their hands in the usual manner. Because again, it's not a of tanuk. Okay, and when it perspires heavily, can you deodorant on Tisha B'Av? But all other beauty aids should not be applied. Hair combing is permitted. Leather shoes are not to be worn. And this applies not only for adults, but even for children. And one should not sleep in the usual manner this coming Monday night, but in a less relaxing or comfortable way. If you usually use two pillows, make it one. If it's one, try to do without. And interestingly, until mid the day, until Chatzos on Tish Abba'ab this Tuesday, one should sit low on the ground or on a stool, literally as one sits shiva. And this is a very important point to try 
to impress upon us the seriousness of the day and to make us realize what it is that we are missing. We are missing so basic, a fundamental part of our existence. And in fact, I will interject for a second something very interesting. When it comes to the mourning for, God forbid, a relative, someone loses a parent. So we know that, Allah, on the last day, you get up approximately 20 minutes, a half an hour into the day. You sit for a few minutes, you get up. Why? Mixas hayom kikulo. Part of the day is like the whole day. Why do we keep mourning and mourning? So the halacha, the salvation explains so powerfully is as follows. When it comes to losing a relative, this is, you'll forgive me, the natural order of the world. Hashem made the world this way that people die. Yes, we are going to miss them. The Torah permits us to mourn. But losing a base on Midrash is not the natural way. The natural way is for us to have a base on Midrash. God wants to have his Shekhinah in our midst. He wants to dwell among us. We need to have him among us. And therefore, we are to mourn and we are to go through the very important laws of Tisha B'Av, reminding us what we are missing. And even that which you're permitted to learn, those limited areas of the book of Eov, Job, parts of Yemiyahu, the third chapter of Moikatan, the fifth chapter of the Gemara Megillah, book of Eicha, all this is not to be studied in depth. And, again, once you not learn with children, tell them stories about the Chorban. And housework should not be done on Tish Ba'av. Even the beds should not be made until after Chatzos, after mid the day. Working, if you can get out of working on Tisha Ba'av, fine. If it's going to be a Hefseh Meruba, a significant loss for you, that you are permitted to do, preferably after, once again, mid the day. One should not offer Shalom or any other form of greeting on Tisha Ba'av. If somebody does greet you, so do respond in a more solemn way to them. And, you know, wish good night this coming Monday night. And after mid the day, you can, however, things change with different pulse. Because after mid the day, we get up. Because the Pasuk says in Tehillim, Mizmor Asaf. Asaf speaks about the destruction. Mizmor, a song. And the rabbis say, yes, Hashem took out his anger on a building, on Isim and Avonim, and he didn't take out his anger on the Jewish people. And since the Bishamigdash was put ablaze on Tisha B'Av in the afternoon. So it's for this reason that counterintuitive, we get up in the afternoon and we have what to literally be comforted that he spared the Jewish people and in exchange, you know, destroyed the base Hamidrash. Very important. And it's for that reason that because the base Hamidrash continued to burn until midday of the 10th, it is for this reason that we continue and we say, A, no meat and wine this coming um, Tuesday night. No washing of clothes this Tuesday night. No music this Tuesday night. No haircuts, all of the above, until midday on Priestcard this coming Wednesday. The exchanging of gifts is prohibited on Tish Abba'av. And you shouldn't prepare the meal for after the fast 
and to have to live the day. Just a few more things about the prayers of Tisha B'Av in the shul where the gathering on the night of Tisha B'Av, the parochus, the covering before the ark, is either removed or pushed to the side before for the marriage service Monday night, and it stays that way until after Mincha on Tuesday, uh, praise God, afternoon. And after Shimon Esrei of Mayalik, Tiskabel is recited during the Kaddish, after Echo, which is said after Mayalik, until Mincha on the uh, on Tuesday afternoon, Tiskabel is omitted. Sasam Tfilasi. It's as if God has put a, a iron curtain before our prayers. And we read Echa and no bracha is recited before the reading of Echa. And after the reading of Echa, of Echa on Please God, uh, Monday night, we say, Volitzion, and you have Piatok Kadosh, and you have Kaddish. Now, the Kriya Shema and other prayers are recited before going to sleep on the night of Tisha B'Av. On the morning of Tisha B'Av, Talith and Tzillin are not worn during Shacharis. They are put on Semincha. The Talith Katan is put on on the morning and the appropriate bracha is recited. And the bracha Shasari Kotharki is recited in Shacharis. Or Kurbanos, Mizmorasoda are recited. However, the following prayers are deleted. We don't say Tachanon, don't say Ovinamakinim, don't say Alerachatayim, don't say the Yerushon after the reading of the Torah, don't say Lamnatseach, do not say Peter Makatores or Enkelmakinu. And finally, the verse Amizot Brisi is omitted from the Uvalid Field. And we read on Tuesday morning. He sold it bunim with me bunim and we read in the afternoon the crazy Torah of Vayechal. And we need to say that after Kriya in the morning we have a presentation of keynotes. And we should be aware that in many, many communities and hopefully even in your shul there's now been a change that rather than as years ago Tinus was said and it would zip through and in an hour, hour and a half you were out and you really didn't understand very much of what you were saying now, Baruch Hashem in many synagogues Kinos is said slowly with the proper introduction by rabbis and others prior to the Kinos and this is done until Chatzos, until mid the day. And many synagogues find out that viewers have appropriate videos and shi'urim that are shown throughout the day, helping us to spend the day in a very proper fashion. At Mincha and Shimon Esrei, we add both Nachim, right, in the bracha of Bonei Yerushalayim, as well as Anenu is added in Shema Koleinu. I just want to share with you a very quick thought regarding the book of Devarim that we are starting this Shabbos. And that is as follows. The Gemara in Avodah Zarah, 
25a calls the book of Devarim Sefer Hayashar, literally the book of the upright. The Gemara gives two opinions whether Sefer Hayashar is the book of Horatius or the book of Devarim. And the one who says and refers to the book of Devarim, it's because in the book of Devarim we have the Pasuk Fesisa Hayashar Atov. My goodness, because that Pasuk appears in Eschanan, next Shabbos, the whole book is called Sefer Yasha, and the Masha who asks this question says yes, because this is the tone of the book. And just as Rashi says on the spot that Sefer Yasha told his Pshara, compromise, and the Fnim Yeshua Sadin, this is what we, the lesson to be learned prior to Pshabab, namely, that it is not enough, as the Gemara in Bavmetziah 30b says, that you should go in accordance with the law, but rather you should go beyond the letter of the law. The only way we're going to go beyond the letter of the law is if we respect and literally love one another. If not, we're not going to go out of our way for each other. And I'm going to suggest one very interesting concept. Take out the Mishnah in Avos, chapter 5, Mishnah 7. And the Mishnah tells us of the various miracles which God performed for us on a regular basis in the Beis Amigdash. For 410 years in the first Beis Amigdash, 420 years in the second Beis Amigdash, it could be teeming, pouring outside, and the fire on the Mizbeach did not go out. So many other miracles are listed there. Why? To show God's love for the Jewish people. He went out of his way for us in the Beis Amigdash. It showed his chosenness for us. It shows a special relationship with us. So we, in turn, who say we want the base Amigdash, we have to go after the Drachov. We have to act in kind like him. And as the Rambam learned in his Sefer Mitzvot, the Mitzvah Ches, and as the Rambam writes at the beginning of Rukhul Deos, well, after the Drachov, we are to follow God. So as he goes beyond on our behalf, we have to go beyond as well in our interaction and in our personal interrelations with one another. If we'll do ours, please God, we will hopefully create the environment that next year in Yitzhah Hashem, Tisha B'Av, will really be a holiday. Wishing everybody a meaningful fast and a Shabbat Shalom to all from Yerushalayim. Thank you to Rabbi Yudin. Shabbat Shalom is right.